Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus we're back this is inside black and gold i'm jeff nowak he's steve geller and we are getting ready for otas starting on tuesday the first set of otas is going to be may 23rd through 25th that's this tuesday through thursday we're going to be out there on the tuesday for all three of these sessions that is the first practice of the three the next one's going to be may 30th through june 1st so that's a week from tomorrow Tuesday, june 5th through june 8th is the following week and then mandatory mini camp which would be June 13th through 15th. Then training camp is at the end of July. We kind of went through in the last segment, you know, who we expect to be out there, who we don't. One of the, the, the few people that we are very confident we won't see is due to health and injuries. And so that's why I thought this interview with David Chow, the pro football doc was, was interesting. You know, like, and last year, you know, he talked to us at WWL and he was, you know, I know it made Mike Thomas angry. I think he said your favorite, your favorite fantasy football doctor lied to you or something, something along those, along those lines. Um, that's around the same time that he was publicly feuding with Jeff Duncan, which, which I still think is funny that Jeff had no idea was happening until someone told him afterward. He just did not hear it. But, you know, I, I, I appreciate that Mike Thomas because it at least lets me know that Mike Thomas is still engaged. And that's what you do have to wonder about with Mike, because you see him so infrequently. We we don't see him. Like once he got hurt and didn't come back, we didn't talk to him again. We talked to Alvin about Mike. We didn't talk to Mike once from week three on. So it's like we just have to kind of wait and see. Um, but yeah, what what did you think of that interview before we play it? No, I I, I I'm a totally agreeance with you and Mike Thomas. The you know the Saints, 
definitely treat him with kid gloves and are very mm-hmm. protective of, you know, putting him in front of us at all. But with, with Dr. Chow, I mean, you obviously respect his knowledge, having been a, a lead doctor for teams in the NFL and what he brings to the table here. And wasn't necessarily wrong in the information he gave us with Mike T. And I did find it obviously pretty eye-opening of what he thinks about the receiver going forward as well. And it's, you know, obviously uh, dealing with a, a slew of injuries these past couple of years, it's basically we're never, we're never going to see that same Michael Thomas that we're used to on the field again, like it or not. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, if you're wondering about his credentials, go look him up on Twitter, at Pro Football Doc. I mean, he was a lead NFL doctor, team doctor for 17 years. Like, he knows what he's talking about. And w- one thing that he's always careful about is to make it clear, like, I'm not treating these people. Yes. I'm not treating these athletes, but I am analyzing what their injuries are and what that means to their outlook. And so he looks at a lot of this and kind of, projects it into you know a fantasy football sense in a lot of instances of like okay you're trying to figure out not only how significant this injury is in a football sense but how long is it going to keep him out how much is it going to affect him because I think that's what a lot of people don't consider as they get down toward the end of the season like we if, if you go back to that 2020 season and the Saints and the Bucks are playing in the playoffs Michael Thomas is out there but that's not Michael Thomas. Right. If Michael Thomas does not catch a pass in a football game, Michael Thomas is not on the field. And he wasn't. He was playing on one leg. And so you have to consider it a little bit more than like, oh, yeah, he can get out there. It's like, yeah, he's battling. But that's not like, a, what, like what percentage was he playing at? Like in the, play, in the wild card game, maybe he was like a 70. In that, in that AFC championship game, he might have been like a 60. And Carlton Davis is now going to use that as his like Mount Rushmore performance that he beat Mike Thomas on one leg. Anyway. I do think like thinking about injuries in a, in a more aggregate way of like, yes, after a certain point, it does slow you down is important if, as a kind of analyzing sports and kind of getting further in the season. Um, Cause like Drew Brees, another example, like I don't think Drew Brees was Drew Brees during that AFC championship game. Maybe he was still good enough to potentially win that game. If Jared cook doesn't undermine everything that they were trying to do, but he was not like he was playing with like a torn labrum and all this like Brittany breeze, like <laughs> kind of threw him under <laughs> threw all of his information out there into the wild after the season ended. But yeah, it's, it's important. And I think how you kind of assess injuries is, is important to when you're analyzing the game. But here is that interview that we did with David Chow on sports talk. Chow for giving us some time pro football doc. When we hear that about hardware being taken off of the, the injured foot or slash toe, uh, what does that entail for Thomas? And uh, when you hear Dennis Allen speaking about the recovery, uh, just what's your take and what do you think we can expect from Thomas? Well, of course, you know, we're looking at things from afar. And uh, I think we talked before that when he was coming off the ankle, I was saying that Michael Thomas was more likely going to be the third receiver for the Saints than a top three receiver in the league. And obviously, last year with his injury, he was the fourth wide receiver for the Saints behind Alave, Shahid, and then Landry. Look, I'm not that doom and gloom this time, but it is certainly concerning. It was a second toe injury. I would have felt that he should be a little further along than he is. But certainly to, for the head coach to say he's hoping slash expecting, look, the 49ers are hoping, right? And the other thing that Coach Allen talks about 
and it's very real. 2019 is the last year that Michael Thomas finished the season and had a great season. 2020, a little less than half. 2021, zero. And last year, very few games. That's a lot of time out of the game and getting back into football shape, et cetera. What he has going for him, he's a big body receiver, so uh, he can make some catches based on his size. But uh, that's a high hill to climb, and uh, we'll have to see how he looks. I mean, in the past, he's always posted a lot of videos of himself, you know, working out, and that kind of gives us – some better idea of how he might be, but I can understand why why people are a little bit worried right now. Dr. Chow, thanks for coming on. I think one thing when when you, we've heard a lot of things about toe injuries, these especially this past season with the Saints, it feels like everyone's had a toe injury. Mike Thomas is, is I feel like is a little distinctive because he had a dislocation of that second toe. And I'm just curious if you could just give us some perspective because I think from an outsider's kind of point of view, it's like really a toe. How is a toe keeping you out for this long? But you know what what are some of the challenges of dealing with that, especially for an NFL player who obviously needs to use those feet pretty well to to play at this type of level well there's no question the great toe the first toe the big toe is way more important than any other joint right and that's the turf toe joint and everything else the second toe is you know the second most important but the great toe is at least 50 percent of the push-off power and the second toe is significantly less you know the pinky toe you probably could quote chop off so to speak right and uh, the second toe does uh, is you know uh, is the second most important and it can be a factor and obviously you hear it from Dennis Allen uh, I feel like I'm a really bad reporter I was it happened to be in Arizona during the owners meeting in the uh, cocktail function and got introduced to Dennis Allen, but I didn't ask him specifically about Michael Thomas. Uh, You know, I wouldn't want to submarine him anyways. I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek. The idea is that coaches are always going to be hope springs eternal right now, right? right? right. Everyone says whatever. But here's the thing. Okay, let me ask you this question. Who would you guys at this point have more faith in? Odell Beckham Jr. with the Ravens or Michael Thomas with the Saints? They've both had their injury issues, and I think you can make a case either way. I know nationally there was a line put out on Adele Beckham Futures prop that was at 575 or something like that. Not super optimistic for Odell Beckham because it was his second ACL. But then again, he's had a year and a half to recover from it, whereas Michael Thomas has been – you know, three seasons now with a variety of injuries and not ready to go. Odell Beckham's going to be full go in for a training camp and full go for OTAs. Michael Thomas isn't. So, yeah, I think there's some reason to have some concern. No reason to panic. We'll have to see how he does and turns around, and I'm sure he'll post his videos about how he's moving and running, and then we'll judge from there. You know, it is. I think it's a good question with the difference between Odell Beckham and Mike Thomas, and it's one of the reasons I felt a little bit more optimistic last year probably than I should have been in that Mike is a bigger receiver. He's never really used athleticism to as a crutch to get open in the NFL. He's the king of the contested catch, whereas Odell, I think you probably do need that dynamic athleticism at his size to be effective. But, you know, then you watch it in action, you get through three games, and it's just, you know, one thing after another. And I guess I wonder, when you do have those repetitive lower body injuries – 
is it just bad luck at this point or or does it point to you know some structural issues or you know you're you're compensating in one way and it leads to more injuries does one thing lead to another or is or is it more likely just like hey he's just been snake bit well, usually the truth is somewhere in between, right? Yeah. There's probably a snake bit component, but certainly in the kinetic chain, as we call it, one injury can lead to another in terms of uh, compensation. And, uh, you know, these guys are race cars, Indy cars. They, they rev at very high levels to uh, perform, you know, and you're right, right about he's lifting 500 plus pounds, but that's not the game of football. That's not what he has to do to run, jump, and move. And you are right, being a big body receiver, uh, you know, that doesn't go away, you know, his being a big body receiver. So he's not like, a, you know, a, a, a smaller receiver that really relies purely on separation to uh, get open, make catches. And that's what he does have going in his favor. And there it is. If you want to listen to that full interview, you can go over to WWL and, and check that out. Passion, drive and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. But yeah, I, I do think that he makes some interesting points there. And I think it is notice, worth mentioning that he is more optimistic this year than he was last year. And I think part of that is for Mike Thomas, you're at least not coming back from the ankle, right? Like what last year at this time, it was like, man, is his ankle ever going to allow him to play at the level that you remember Mike Thomas, which is 2019, 149 catches or was it 149? I think it was. And that's not what he's coming back from this year. It's the, it's the toe, it's the foot, but it's not that ankle where it's like Steph Curry. If you, if you want to go back early in Steph Curry's career, you know, not only were you not sure whether he could win championships or do whatever he's done, you weren't even sure he could make it through, through a season. He had glass ankles. They just kept getting hurt and hurt. And he eventually kind of adjusted his footwear. And I'm sure he worked a lot to strengthen those ankles. And, and he ended up being obviously the Steph Curry that everyone knows, but that was a serious question. It was, it was not like just, you know, Oh, people going crazy on the internet. It was a serious question because he just kept having seasons significantly impacted by ankle injuries. And for me, that is the one difference this year for Mike T is you, you at least are not questioning the ankle. Now the toe, the foot, can his feet hold up? It's a whole different question but i think it is a much lower hurdle to try to get past yeah dr chow did mention that he's a little concerned with the fact that he thinks the toe recovery might be taking a little longer than expected but i'm sure that just everybody uh being extra careful just due to the history we've seen michael thomas go through with that ankle that you were just talking about kind of thing but man yeah when he was back on the field last year those three games it looked like the old Mike T again, and that that's definitely encouraging at least. 
and the ankle was never an issue, right? right? Like, like that's the thing is what people need to remember. He hasn't missed three, basically three seasons due to the same. A, a variety of injuries. It has been ankle, ankle surgery, setback on the ankle surgery, this, 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 this. This is different. <laughs> so, like, at least there is that. And it's and it's a small, you know, the thing to pull out of it. But I do I do think that it's significant. And, and I don't, like, from my understanding is, like, this is the timeline that they had set. It, it's not like they're set back in any way. And, like, he was supposed to be ready at this point, and he's not. Like, this is the schedule playing out where – he had some hardware in his foot. That's what you referenced at the beginning of that interview. It got taken out recently. And so that's obviously a surgery. It's a minor surgery, but it is still a surgery. So it takes some time to recover from. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was one of the last steps to getting that ramp up that I'm sure we're going to get here a lot about. But, you know, I, 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 again, it's like I don't question whether he can be out there for camp. And I don't think that the timeline that you're dealing with right, or not, right now is an issue in any way, just like it wasn't last year. It's like we're going to talk through about it all through camp. We're going to say Mike Thomas looks great, but the question is not going to be answered until you get into the regular season and he can play what? How many games in a row, right? Like how many games can you – like I would be fine if he played three out of every four games, right? Like, like that three-game stretch last year, great. Week four, he's out, fine. But he needs to be back week five and then play week six and week seven. Week eight, fine. Take it off. You're fine. Week 9, 10, 11, you should be out there, right? Like, I would be fine with that. I would be very fine with that <laughs> because I think it would it would pretend for a team to make the playoffs. And then it's like, okay, I don't care how much you play in the second half of the season as long as you're there for the playoffs, right? Uh, it's just uh, – it's it's like the last few seasons from, a, from an offensive perspective have been very much like watching a team with like one hand tied behind its back. Yeah. And I just hope that changes. Yeah, and, and Mike T, the the notion that he's, you know, holding out or he doesn't want to play for the team, I hope we're beyond that with some of the, the chatter on social media and all. We If there's anybody that wants to be out there, you know the way Michael Thomas works, the way he's dedicated to his craft, to getting his body in tune. We saw him doing that crazy deadlifting amount of weight and yeah, that – the strength has never been a problem. Uh, we love the fact that he's able to get those contested catches. We just need the man's lower body, lower uh, extremities, that ankle and foot to stay healthy for the season. And I would think we're all good. Of course, something else could happen. I don't want to jinx anything. But, man, if we could just get Michael Thomas's feet in the right order, we should be good with him for this season. And, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it just because, like you said, he's going to look amazing. We're going to talk about – Oh my God, how we just burned Marshawn Lattimore on a route. Yeah. Maybe they should just replace like all of his toes with like bionic toes. Whatever works, right. Sure. You know, and, and it's funny because like at this point, I don't even care about that conversation of like, oh, he doesn't want to be here, whatever. He would much rather be playing somewhere else. Like, you can have that conversation. It, it doesn't matter whether he does want to play somewhere else or he doesn't. If he wanted to play somewhere else, he could have gone and done that this offseason. Amen, he, right. It, it, so either he does want to, and there's no deal out there for him, which means that he doesn't have a choice anyway, or he doesn't want to, and it doesn't matter. So, like, I don't really care about that argument. It doesn't matter either way. Um, the next offseason, fine. If he, if he doesn't want to be here, yeah. he can go hunt for a deal somewhere else. 
But that deal is not going to exist unless he plays well for the Saints this year. So, like, I have no question whether he's going to go out there and give full effort. The only question is whether he physically can do it. And it's been the same question for the last three years, and I don't think it has anything to do with motivation or try hard. It's all about just, you know, I, I hope it's luck, right? Like, that's the problem is, like, after a certain amount of times, it's just what happens. And, you know, it's no longer luck. Uh, but, yeah. And, and he's not the only injured player, but it's just every year it's going to be the same conversation until he's no longer on the team. You mentioned the fact that if he could have, he would have went somewhere else kind of thing. And I'll just go circle back to also when Derek Carr was signed, you know, the tweet with the praying hands together and saying, thank yeah. you, Jesus. So that's me. He wants to be here. He wants to be here. And he's he's really looking forward. It seems to be working with Derek Carr. So I, I think Saints fans – should be excited about that notion. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he did kick the tires and see if there were any deals out there. That's what your agent's there for, right? But I don't think that process went very far. I mean, like, he didn't drag it out, right? Like, that, his restructure and his renegotiated deal got done way earlier than it had to get done. So, like, what, regardless of how, how aggressively he pursued leaving, if he did at all, it didn't last very long. Yeah, and just, I mean, he, he's got to realize, too, that as good and as dominating as he once was, it just, that hasn't been the case, unfortunately, for the last two years. Except for week one. He was good in week one. But, yeah, I mean, he's not the only injured player. Like, Trevor Penning, Cesar Ruiz, it's going to be a question, too. Um, Kendra Miller, I, I genuinely think that Kendra could go out there and play, and it's completely fine, and it's just a matter of the team playing it safe. Like, if this was college, he would be there. He would be on the field. <laughs> Knock on wood. I'm, I'm trying to think about defense, and I can't really think of anybody that's we're, we're you know nursing an injury coming back from at least. No, last year you had Mar- Mar- Marcus Davenport and Pete Werner, who were both kind of working off to the side, and Marcus May. He was dealing with the, he was coming back from the Achilles. So yeah, last year you had three key defensive players, three starters, all dealing with injuries to start camp. And right now, fingers crossed, that is right. not the case for anybody. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I guess the only one you worry about coming in and who needs to have that productive, I'm not going to even say a breakout year, just have a product, productive season is, you know, former first-round pick and Peyton Turner, who we've seen have a, a list of injuries already. <laughs> but, I mean, like, he, he's been healthy in camp. Right. <laughs> so, I don't even know. Like, I thought he looked good last camp. That's the thing that kind of really surprised me is, like, I thought he had a good camp. I, I thought he looked good. I thought he looked like he had improved from year one. He was beat, He was fighting with Trevor Penning, right? It was competitive. Yeah. And then you get to the regular season, and he's just nowhere to be found. And I don't know if part of that is just being stuck in a rotation behind Marcus Davenport, right? Like maybe with more kind of first-team reps, he can build on that. But, you know, it's got to be there, and you got to see it. But, again, like I, I, I thought that he, he looked like much improved during camp, and maybe it was a mirage. Maybe it's just, you know, that season just didn't go the way he had hoped. I don't know. Week two, you're already a healthy scratch. We'll see. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I thought that was interesting, too. I, I agree with you. Turner looked like he was he was doing a lot of good things, but I just remember uh, that Coach Dennis Allen was definitely very 
hesitant to praise anything and they were still you know well we got to see more it's the still kind of that work in progress kind of thing yeah and it was the opposite the exact opposite for like a Jawan johnson who was getting yeah. all the praise in the world and it was like yeah they're gonna resign this guy and they're gonna extend him um and he's gonna be a major part of the offense and he was so yeah it's uh but it, and at the same time everyone was heaping praise on dejon dixon and De- and dennis was like yeah he needs to be better on special teams <laughs> and then he get, got cut right so it's yeah it's not always what you see it's kind of what you what you don't see too and that's why those interviews are actually you know valuable because you know it's like it doesn't even matter what i think it matters what the coaches think right yeah they're they're the ones that matter uh, uh, crazy they don't listen to us media members right sometimes i wonder if they do and then i'm like no they don't <laughs> of course not how about would they although they keep drafting the players that i say they're going to draft so Maybe they are listening to my mock drafts. You definitely got the like the pipeline. This this year was definitely you and Jeff Ireland's fingerprints all over that draft. <laughs> yeah. Next year you're gonna be like, man, we always get these picks wrong. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. Let's uh let's wrap up that segment. We're gonna come back. We're gonna play you an interview with Drew Brees, also from last week on Sports Talk. He got into a lot of really interesting things. And he had some, he had some uh, very glowing comments to say about Taysom Mill, which I know Taysom Mill is always a fun conversation to be had in the Saints family. So we'll, we'll kind of talk about that. So uh, stick around on Inside Black and Gold. 